Welcome back to another episode of Peter's Proffer from The Lawyer You Know, and it's something a little bit different today. It's my first ever one-man pod, so this is the only voice you're going to hear. This is the only perspective you're going to hear from. Nobody to bounce ideas off or get other perspectives from, but that's okay because today is a different episode. We are talking about numbers, and while you were probably told there wouldn't be any math here, Today, we're going to do some math. We're going to talk some numbers. It's going to be Florida law by numbers. We're going to go through how many lawyers there are in the state of Florida, law schools, law students, average GPA. We're going to talk about the length of law school, how much you can make when you get out of law school, what the average lawyer makes in Florida, the different specialties Florida has. And we're going to really break down how vast this legal field is in our state. And we're going to talk about some national numbers for comparison as well. So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. And if you haven't yet, go to YouTube and check out our channel. It's The Lawyer You Know. We drop a couple videos over there every week. Subscribe to that channel. Like the videos. It helps the algorithm. It gets the content out to more people that may be interested in the type of content that we are creating. So it's really much appreciated if you can do that for us. If you can subscribe to this podcast, let us know the topics you want to hear. You can find us on that YouTube page or any social media site at Tragos Law. We want to put out the content that people are interested in and people are interested in the numbers. So let's get into it. The only logical place to start when talking about Florida law by numbers is how many lawyers are there in the state of Florida. And while this number is growing every year, this is a number from late 2018. And that number of lawyers in Florida is 78,244. That is the fourth largest number by state in America. America as a whole has 1.3 million lawyers. So that may just knock you off your feet right there to think of how many lawyers there are in our country and in our state. And a scary number that goes right alongside that is while there are 78,000 plus lawyers in Florida, there are only 60,180 lawyers that are actually employed. Now, that's going to include lawyers that have retired and still lived here, retired and moved down here, live in another state, but have passed the Florida bar. So there are some things that make that number not as crazy. But what it looks like now is over 15,000 lawyers here in Florida that are unemployed. So the unemployment is hitting the legal field as much as any other, because that is a lot of people that went to a lot of school and spent a lot of money on that school to now be jobless here in Florida, or at least not have a job in the legal field or the field that they wanted to be in after law school. So why do we have so many lawyers in Florida? Why is it the fourth largest state by number of lawyers? Well, it starts with the number of law schools we have in Florida. And if you know anything about law schools in general, this number will also shock you. Florida has 11 law schools. That is the third most law schools by state in America. But that number is even crazier when you break it down a little further. If I were to ask you at the beginning of the episode when I told you how many lawyers were in Florida and how many lawyers were in America to guess which two states had the most lawyers, had the largest number of lawyers, I'm pretty sure you would have gotten those two answers right. First is California. They have 177,000 lawyers. Again, Florida had 78,000. So that's more than double what Florida has. And New York is number two with 170,000 lawyers. Most people know that. That's where the big cities are. That's where most of the lawyers congregate. That's where you have 
Wall Street, and other things that attract lawyers to come. They also are the highest paying states, but they also have the highest tax rates and whatever. So that, that draws a lot of lawyers to those states. So if you're looking at the law schools by number, California has 20 law schools. That's number one in America. New York has 15 law schools. That's number two in America. Then if you get to the third highest number of lawyers per state, again, Florida's fourth, 78,000. Number three is Texas with 90,000. But Texas only has nine law schools to Florida's 11. Florida has more law schools than Illinois, Texas, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Virginia, who all have nine. And if you think about those states I just named, we're talking about Chicago in Illinois. Ohio has Cleveland, has Cincinnati. Pennsylvania has Pittsburgh, has Philadelphia. Virginia is right in the the Washington, D.C., Maryland, that, you know, greater DMV area. A lot of people go to law school in Virginia. Obviously, if you think about the founding fathers and everything that happened in Virginia, it just draws lawyers there. There's a lot of law schools there. Again, not as many as Florida. And then if you take it a step further, you think, well, Boston, Harvard, that Massachusetts has to have have a lot of law schools. They only have eight. And again, Washington, D.C., which has a ton of lawyers, only has six. So Florida dwarfs all these other states that have huge cities and huge populations and huge numbers of lawyers. I don't know why, but we have a ton. So we have 11 law schools, right? America, as a country, only has 204 law schools. So Florida alone makes up 5% of that. If each state had an equal number of law schools, each state would have about four. So Florida has three times that. And I get it. Each state's not equal. We have the Electoral College. We have Rhode Island. We have smaller states. We have some states like Idaho or Wyoming, which are not as populated. So they're obviously not going to have as many lawyers. But it is crazy to think about our state of Florida, how many lawyers it has, how big of a chunk of the legal field is included in Florida. It's just kind of crazy to think about. So when we talk about the fact that Florida has 11 law schools, let's talk about those 11 law schools and let's jump into the numbers. So let's start at the bottom and work our way up. The lower tier of law schools in Florida includes the bottom six of these 11 law schools. All six of these law schools are ranked outside of the top 150 law schools in the country. So not great, and this is part of the problem that we have this many law schools putting out this many lawyers, and we'll get to that issue later, but this is why we have 15,000 plus unemployed lawyers here in Florida. Um, these six law schools include Florida A&M University, St. Thomas University, Barry University, Ave Maria School of Law, Nova Southeastern University, and Florida Coastal. So when you look at these bottom six law schools, they still talk about what the average GPA and what the average LSAT score is for these law schools. And the average GPA ranges somewhere from a 3.0 to a 3.1. So if you're in that range, you could get into these law schools. The average LSAT score is between a 146 and a 150 for these six law schools. Now, if you look at what the employment at graduation rate is for these law schools, some don't even have reported numbers because of the numbers of students that they have there. Sometimes their classes are small, but the average looks like somewhere between 23 and 27%. And when you kick that out to 10 months post-graduation, that employment rate is between 27 and 60%. So not great. That is not what you're looking for when you go to law school. If you can go to law school and you get into those law schools and you do it and you work hard, you can still get a job. You can be part of that 27 to 60% and you can still be very successful. The problem is when you look at numbers, 
you have to take probability into equation, and that is not a great probability for the number of students that go to these six law schools. If you look at the state bar passage rate, these six law schools average somewhere between 42 and 68%. Not great. It's really not great. You go to law school, pay this money years and years, and more than half of your class fails the state bar and means they're not a barred lawyer to be able to even get a job in Florida. All right, let's kick it up to the next tier, which has, we'll say, three law schools in it. Stetson University, right here in our backyard, Florida International University in South Florida, and the University of Miami, also in South Florida, obviously. These law schools have an average GPA somewhere between 3.3 and 3.6, and they have an average LSAT score between 155 and 158. So that's in the mid to upper 150s. These are good schools. These are top 100 schools, but they're outside the top 50. Um, They have employment rates within 10 months of law school in the 77 to 80th percentile. That's really good. They have bar passage rates from the 72nd to the 85th percentile. That's also really good. These law schools have really good numbers. If you get in there, you go there, you graduate, you work hard, you have a good chance of passing the bar and getting a job after law school. That is, in fact, the point of law school. And lastly, we'll get to the top tier, tier one of Florida, tier one in the national rankings, top 50 law schools is the University of Florida. And of course, the best law school in Florida, in my estimation, Florida State University. We'll do a little comparison. They bounce back and forth. Florida is technically ranked higher than Florida State right now. I will give them that. But as I talked about the law school rankings in a YouTube video, The rankings are not necessarily the only thing you can go by. You have to look deeper into the numbers. So let's talk about some numbers. The median GPA at the University of Florida right now is 3.72. Florida State is 3.63. So Florida edges us out. The LSAT median score at Florida State is 160 and at Florida is 163. So once again, they edge us out. But if you look at the low to high, the low median for Florida State's 157 and Florida's is 155. But the high at Florida is 164 and at Florida State is 161. So that's why they get us on that uh, median. They have a larger class. They accept more students. um, So that can affect some of these numbers. But the really important numbers at Florida and Florida State, which is why you want to go to these two schools if you can get into them, aside from the fact that they're much cheaper than Stetson in Miami and the private law schools in Florida, they have exceptional employment rates after 10 months of graduation, both of them are in the 80th percentile or higher. And then if you look at the bar passage rate, Florida's actually struggled the last couple um, semesters with this bar passage rate. So they've dropped down to 76.7%, still a good percentage, but not as high as Florida State, which is in the 81 percentile. So only uh, some fraction of students that go to Florida State and graduate in the teens, the percentage in the teens around 18 or 19% don't pass it on their first try. So that those are important numbers, and we kind of dove into law school a little bit, but I just wanted to tell you about the numbers. So if you had any thoughts about going to law school, wanted to know what your average GPA or LSAT score needed to be, that would be helpful to you to get into the numbers of these law schools. Now, the average length of law school is three years. If you do your JD and MBA at the same time, it's four years. The average starting salary in Florida for someone that graduates from a Florida law school is $50,000 a year. The average lawyer in Florida makes $129,000 a year. The average student loan debt 
is $150,000. And that has a lot to do with the fact that we've got a lot of law schools here, a lot of private law schools. And if you can't get into one of the top tier ones, you end up going to a private lower tier law school that's going to give you more student loan debt. Florida, Florida State, these public law schools in Florida are actually a deal. They're in the low $20,000 a year. But the private schools can be up to forty, forty-five, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year. And now you're looking at much higher student loan debt. Next, let's talk about the different legal specialty areas in Florida. The Florida Bar Association puts out 27 different legal specialties that you can get Florida Bar Board Certified in. So these are the official 27 different categories of Lord of lawyers in Florida. So let's go through them quickly. Um, I'm just going to give people the opportunity to hear what the different specialty areas are, if there's something they're interested in, if they have any questions they can ask about these specific specialty areas. But for right now, I'm just going to read through them. These are in alphabetical order, no other order. So number one, adoption law, also obviously dealing with adopting children. Number two, admiralty and maritime law. That's dealing with the goods of passengers, things that happen out in the water, cruise ships, boats carrying supplies. Number three, antitrust law. We just did a video about this um, with my dad where we talked about how there can't be monopolies on certain areas. Does Facebook, does big tech have a monopoly right now? Parlor's filing a lawsuit dealing with antitrust law. Next, appellate practice. After a trial, if you don't like something that happened or you don't like the result or you think something was totally unfair that happened, you can appeal to a higher court. Number five, aviation law, planes. Number six, business litigation. That's mergers and acquisitions, corporate lawyers. Number seven, city, county, and local government law, self-explanatory. Number eight, civil trial. That's part of what I do. Civil lawsuits that have trial lawyers in them. We have injury claims. We file lawsuits. We go to trial. That's a civil trial lawyer as opposed to criminal trial. Number nine, condominium and planned development law. That's if you have condo association issues or if you're trying to get zoning or things to build condo associations or developments. Number 10, construction law. That deals with construction defects. That deals with construction contracts. Anything that you have to do with general contractors is going to be a construction lawyer. Number 11 is criminal appellate. That's the same thing we talked about with appeals before, but this is specifically dealing with criminal trials and criminal cases that you're going to appeal to a higher court. Number 12 is, in fact, criminal trial. Somebody gets arrested. They need a lawyer to represent them in court. That is a criminal trial lawyer. Number 13, education law. Number 14, elder law, dealing with the elderly, dealing with guardianships, powers of attorney, financial planning, things like that. Number 15, health law. These just deal with legal issues involving federal, state, or local law rules and regulation with health care and provider issues, things like that. Number 16, immigration and nationality. Immigration lawyers that fight for immigrants' rights, fight for them to get citizenship here. Number seven, intellectual property. That is copyright, um, that is patents, that's patent infringement, that's trademark law, things like that. Number 18, international law, focuses on issues and problems and disputes arising from relationships or among other countries or um, across the seas, obviously dealing with international problems. Number 19, international litigation and arbitration. So we've talked in the past about uh, litigation lawyers and transactional lawyers. So we have transactional lawyers that draw up the documents that you know usually sit behind a desk and do a lot of the paperwork, and then we have litigation lawyers that actually go to court, litigate these problems in front of a judge, in front of a jury, against another litigation lawyer. So we had international laws, number 18, number 19 is international litigation and arbitration. Those are the lawyers that actually take these cases to court. 
Number 20 is juvenile law. This is lawyers that deal with juvenile issues, people under 18, whether it be criminal, whether it be emancipation issues, whether it be um, issues they're having with their parents that they need to hire a lawyer that handles juvenile law. Number 21, labor and employment law. These lawyers deal with employment issues. It deals with unpaid wages, unpaid overtime. They deal with discrimination. They deal with unfair hiring practices. Anything that deals with employment law would be a labor and employment lawyer. Number 22, marital and family law. These are divorce lawyers. Adoption lawyers can be um, in this category too, although they have their own specialty according to Florida. Number 23, real estate lawyers. These are the guys that draw, guys and gals that draw up the contracts um, when buying or selling real estate, when putting together big deals. That's a real estate lawyer. Number 24, state and federal government and administrative practice. That's self-explanatory. Number 25, tax law. Lawyers dealing with, obviously, tax issues. Number 26, wills, trusts, and estates. These are the lawyers that write the wills for you, that write your trusts for you, the money that you're going to leave to your kids or grandkids. They build your estate plan for you. These are the, the lawyers that really can help with afterlife type stuff. Number 27, and lastly, is workers' compensation. These are the lawyers that deal with injuries that you have at work to help you get um, the money for your medical bills and lost wages for injuries that you suffered at work, whether it's your fault or your employer's fault or nobody's fault. They help you deal with that workers' compensation lawyers. So 27 different specialties in Florida as recognized by the Florida Bar and give you the ability as a lawyer to become board certified, which makes you an expert of all experts in those areas. So that is Law by Numbers, and we're going to leave you with one last number, and that is the number of podcasts you should be subscribing to by a lawyer in Florida, and that number is at least one. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever it is you listen to this podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed this one-man show. It was a little different, but we got through it, and we'll be back with you guys next time.